Hello everyone, I'm Audie Church and welcome on this gorgeous spring day at the foothills of Oregon's snow-capped mountains. This time of the year we find the most amazing display of God's creative power in the growth of these fields of beautiful wildflowers. In addition, you may observe the splendor of God's handiwork in birds and other wildlife. Today I'd like to discuss with you God's plan concerning our spiritual growth and His desire for us to develop beautiful, happy, loving, and caring Christian characters. A mature Christian character brings stability and true happiness to us and to others here on earth. It's a growth process in our way of thinking and living today that also prepares us to live eternally in God's new and righteous world, a world of complete peace that is soon to come. You see, God expects us to grow. We were created to grow. You know, we think it's cute when a little baby begins cooing and babbling, but you would wonder that something is wrong if that baby keeps babbling and cooing into his teenage years. So it's God's plan that we continue to mature in all that he hopes and intends for our happiness and fulfillment. Even Jesus went through this experience of growth. The Book of Heaven says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. When our Creator sees us developing a well-balanced, beautiful character, it brings Him His greatest joys. It's similar to the joy we feel when we see our children developing and maturing. Like the enjoyment we get in seeing the growing beauty of these blossoming mountain flowers, they bring pride to us and happiness to all those who behold them. My wife and I have four wonderful children who have successful marriages and careers and are great parents to our nine grandchildren. They are all our greatest treasures. I think grandchildren are the greatest invention ever. They teach us so many lessons about spiritual growth. To begin with, grandchildren are so honestly open. The love and trust they have in us is so complete and they give totally of themselves in an all-or-nothing way. Whatever we ask them to do, they're so pleased and enthusiastic to do it. This is simply the way God wishes us to learn to trust Him. As we understand better and better His love and plan for us, we will realize that the ways God asks us to live are only for our own good, for our own happiness and protection. You see, God has a plan for us to grow spiritually. Look with me of what the Book of Heaven has to say about this. But grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There are two things God wishes for us to be doing while here on earth and in preparation to live in heaven. The first is grow in grace. This means learning more and more to hold on to the facts that at the cross Jesus has worked it out for you and me to be saved eternally. He has lovingly provided the help we need to be rescued from a life of sin. So, in response, with a thankful heart and in appreciation for His amazing grace, we worship and admire Him in love to follow His will 
because of the blessings they will always give us. Secondly, growing in knowledge. God wants us to continue understanding His will for us found in the Holy Scriptures. The goal of God's Word is to simply outline the pathway of developing a righteous character in order to live successfully in today's world as well as in the world to come. It is this growing and maturing in our understanding of God's grace and knowledge that will cause one to trust and allow Heaven's power to help us work through the problems we face in life. It will also impart to us a peace of mind and a caring heart for others, which are gifts that God gives us. This work of growing spiritually is a work that only the Holy Spirit can miraculously do within us. That's why it's so important that we keep our hearts and our minds open, which allows Him to work. You see, because of the weak and twisted nature that we have inherited, we cannot produce in our own power what it takes to grow spiritually. Spiritual maturity means God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will help us develop the characteristics to become like Jesus. These are referred to as the fruits of the Spirit. They are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who are truly learning to allow the Holy Spirit to lead them in all that they think and do will become marvelously great people as they exhibit these gifts of character. They will become an amazing and powerful blessing to others. This miracle of maturing as Christian men and women is what God wishes to develop in us and for us. When we allow Him to lead us, our Creator gives to us the personality of genuine kindness and gentleness in our interactions with others. This, the Bible says, is one of the earmarks that we are truly one of God's children. Listen to what God tells us in the Book of Heaven. We know that we have passed from death to life because we have learned to love one another. I want to be this way, don't you? When we allow God to lead and help us by consistently opening ourselves to Him through prayer and Bible study, we will grow spiritually and incredibly good and positive changes will come into our lives. And in addition to Bible study and prayer, another very important aspect of growing in Christ is to share with others what we have learned and what God has done in our lives. This inspires and gives hope to others to let Jesus lead them in their life. The Book of Heaven tells us, and this Gospel of the Kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And now let me introduce to you one of my dearest friends, Renee. She truly loves the Lord and our people. She has worked successfully for years to spiritually help our native people. And they trust her because they know that she truly cares for them. I've asked her to relate to us what signs she has seen in her experience that show that our brothers and sisters are genuinely growing Christians. Hello, my name is Renee Goodwin and I've been working with uh, Monty and Carlos for over 16 years in Native ministry. And I'd like to tell you a story 
about one particular family because I'm always asked the question, does this Christianity work? And I will show you through this family an answer to that question. So I met Krista in the jail and after she got out, she wanted to study. And so uh, we started studying and she was married to a man who was terminal. Now their past history was one of domestic violence and there was a lot of drinking and a lot of drugs and a lot of everything. Through the jail system, she came to the Lord and we did the lessons. Now her husband, Chubby, weighed about 80 pounds and was on oxygen. And he did not like me at all. He would never say hello. He would never even look at me. And we were all in the same room. One day, Krista was late for our appointment. And I was sitting there with Chubby. And then we had to have a conversation without uh, things getting too awkward. So I asked him about horses. Well, that turned out to be an amazing conversation since he adored horses and he missed horses. His last wish was that he would be able to ride a horse again. So I said, oh, well, you could come up and ride my horse. And then as the weeks went on, he was more interested. He said, hi, how are you? Then I remembered my promise that he could come and ride my horse. So Krista agreed to bring him over to our place. And my husband and Krista lifted him up all 80 pounds with his oxygen tank. And he went on a little ride. And, you know, through this whole process, the domestic violence stopped, the partying stopped. Uh, they fell in love. They actually had a real marriage. So that was very exciting because I don't know what his relationship was with the Lord, but just the fact that he enjoyed learning. It's, it's the DVDs do uh, give a lesson uh, about connection with the Lord, and uh, there's a whole series of them. That's one case where I can say uh, that there is real growth that I saw. It's such a joy to, to reach out to other people and um, be with them along their journey and their transformation. And I would say that we notice growth when uh, people turn from uh, their worldly lifestyles, uh, when they feel that huge hole in, in themselves that they can't fill with all the things of the world. And, so then they decide to try something else. And then if they see someone um, or a group of people who are practicing what they're talking about, um, that is very powerful. They really want the change. They really want that peace that passes understanding. And um, they learn that uh, we can't just go by the world's opinions of things because there's so much confusion and there's so much violence. Turning to God's Word 
is the only way that those changes can come about. What I am mentioning about other peoples whose growth that I have talked about um, coming to the Lord is that first of all, the Lord did that changing in me. And so it, it made me um, want to turn away from the lifestyle that I personally was involved in. So I, I would say prayer. I would say reading the Bible, turning to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the one who came to save us, and, and sticking with him, staying with him, especially when you're going through a crisis because he's there. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Also, gathering together and reaching out to other people and helping them uh, to connect with God. We are um, supposed to be in ambassadors up for Christ. We are supposed to be part of the reconciliation of uh, God with his people. Uh, so I, I think it is the most powerful thing, um, the way that his word and his connection changes our lives. Now there's something that Renee referred to that is extremely important to understand. It has to do with the question, if I'm a child of God and I'm growing, what about the times when I still slip up and blow it and still do things wrong? Friends, none of us are perfect and we all have a long way to go in being what we should be. The closer, however, we come to our perfect Jesus, the more we will see the contrast of our own weaknesses. But we're not to despair when we blow it at times. If we strive to stay close to God, the Holy Spirit will help us to realize the destruction our sinful actions and habits bring on us. A growing follower of Christ is repentant and turns to Jesus for forgiveness and asks for help not to repeat those bad habits. He says in the Book of Heaven, always recognize that it is God who is at work in you. He is the one who gives you the will and the power to do his good works. When our thinking isn't in agreement as to how Jesus would do things, we will naturally run into troubles in life. But this doesn't mean that we'll be forsaken by God when at times we blow it. Let me illustrate this. One of our little grandsons, Colt, is a super busy guy. This two-year-old has curiosity and energy that gets him into everything. The other day, Colt learned how to hook up the nozzle to the hose. Once he did, without his mother knowing it, he stuck it in the air vent to the dryer downstairs and turned on the water. After the stern talking to by his mother and dad as to what it cost him to get it repaired, the little guy just broke down. He was truly sorry and said, Mommy, I'll never do it again. In our sight, in his mother's and father's sight, this little guy, as curious as he is, even though he's blown it, is a perfect child because he's growing. He wants to do what is right. The Book of Heaven puts it this way. My dear children, I'm writing to you so you shouldn't sin. But if anyone should happen to sin, 
we have someone who defends us before the Father, Jesus Christ, who is truly right. Through him, our sins are forgiven. The children of God get up again after they fall and keep moving toward being all they can be in God's sight. It's not what we know. It's what we do with what we know that God looks at. Can I talk to you for a minute about the great judgment scene that is coming upon all of us at the end of time? So many have worries as to what this is all about and how one will fare then. The Book of Heaven says, Behold, I'm coming soon, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to what he has done. So, as you can see here, God already knows who would get what reward when Jesus comes again. So, God already knows who can be saved or not at Jesus' second coming. He knows this by our records in the Book of Life. You see, it's the old devil Satan that complains. How can God do this as a righteous God? What Satan overlooks is the love of our Heavenly Father. He is more than ready to forgive and to accept us when we learn from our mistakes and change our ways. When we make mistakes but choose to ask for forgiveness and decide to lean on God's helping strength to do right because it is right, God considers us as his perfect children. This is good Christian growth. But the Book of Heaven says there is also a great cloud of witnesses of other worlds and all the millions of angels. They clearly see and understand the fairness in which God has dealt with the problem of sin through his loving plan of salvation for his children. We are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, so let us put sin away and patiently run the race set before us. They will all see who is on our side, our wonderful Heavenly Father and Jesus. They both love us so much that Jesus was willing to come to this world to rescue us and die for our sins. What amazing love! Also the Holy Spirit stands up for us, as well as our guardian angel, who knows all the true facts about us. They are all on our side in the great judgment day. They are our heavenly friends, and they know the fact that though we've blown it at times, we got up and steadily continued to grow in our willingness to follow God's will. Through God's love in us, we have chosen to leave behind sinful behaviors, realizing more and more that God's ways are the only true ways of having fulfillment and real happiness. It's so much like these beautiful mountain flowers. It's God that makes them grow. And if we abide with him and he with us, he will change our characters, refine them, and make us more and more like Jesus. Listen to what God says in the book of heaven. So strip yourselves of any moral filth and evil that still may be clinging to you. Don't be proud, but humbly accept the word of truth, which has been planted in you to protect and to save you. And as a result of our desire to grow more and more like Jesus, it gives God the opportunity to continue developing in us a loving, kind, Christ-like character. You see, because we truly want what God wants for us, this is what will make heaven forever safe from sin ever arising again. There, only love will reign throughout eternity. 
I want to live in a place like that, don't you? If you do, and you've accepted Christ as your Savior, your Lord, and your guide, you can have the peace of heart of knowing that you are truly one of God's children. How am I to grow in the Lord? Spiritual growth comes by loving the truth about God. This comes through prayer, Bible study, and sharing with others what God has done and is doing in your life. The Book of Heaven counsels us, God has chosen you to be saved through the Spirit who makes you right as you learn to trust in the truth. Those that perish will perish because they refuse the love of the truth that they might be saved, for it is the truth that makes one right. The goal of a growing Christian is learning to turn to God to understand His truth and to live this truth in every situation we encounter. Again, let's not forget that the goal is learning to trust and to grow more and more in God's wisdom to the place where we wish to do what is right, not just to earn our way to heaven or to escape hellfire, but because it is the right way to be. This is our only safety. I also want to resist Satan and his demons and to show that I know that all the temptations they bring to me do not make sense and will only destroy me. Here is where God's power comes in. The Book of Heaven clearly says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The key to all this is the word submit. We can also learn so much from nature. I think of a filming not far from here of a mother elk cow and her newborn calf that in so many ways illustrates the goal of our spiritual growth that we should be shooting for. the world to know that I wish to live God's way because it's the only way that's right. I want to know that I'm one of God's children 
because I will always turn to him for his strength and protection. Wouldn't you like to be that way too? Spiritual maturity is the process of learning to be all or nothing in our trust of our Heavenly Father. Again, my friends, it's not how much you know about truth, but who you know. Like the film we just saw, if we are willing to listen and trust, God stands ready to fight in our behalf. I'm so happy that we have a loving Heavenly Father who loves us like we love our own children. Aren't you? I'm so glad that despite my weaknesses and my many mistakes that I've made in my spiritual growth, that He has more than forgiven me. He justifies me or treats me as if I'd never sinned and considers me His perfect child. All God asks is that we keep growing in our admiration, love, appreciation, and grateful obedience to His righteous life-giving ways. And so, until next time, may you and I continue to grow in grace by allowing only the Good Spirit to guide us.